are now entering the Horror Sanctum. Sanctum podcast. I'm Jay with John, Kellen, and TJ. Uh, and a funny thing happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, a rare occurrence where we all went to the movies and saw a film. Um, so naturally, we're like, we all saw it. This rarely ever happens, if ever. We should talk about it. Um, and the movie I am talking about, of course, is the groovy sequel to Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. Um, if you haven't seen it there's no way to not give you spoilers it's just too new it's too fresh so uh, turn us off come back later uh, we'll still be here if you have seen it uh, go ahead and crank up your chainsaw come get some and let's slice and dice our way through the remake or excuse me the sequel to Evil Dead Rise directed by Mr. Lee Cronin um so synopsis of the film is there's a reunion between two estranged sisters. Uh, during their reunion, an earthquake happens, opens up a pit, um, which uh, leads to a bank vault where someone has hidden away a copy of the Necronomicon, some albums. Naturally, curiosity gets the best of them. They play the albums, they read some words, and, uh, you know, demons start running amok and possessing everyone around. Yeah, it's uh, it's a violent film. <laughs> you know, um, I, my oldest daughter, um, the week that it was supposed to come out, said she wanted to go see it. And, you know, being a huge, you know, Ash Williams, Evil Dead Universe fan, you know, I, I wanted to go see it as well. So we just kind of worked it out where we went Sunday and, and watched it together. Um, <clears throat> which is an interesting experience being a father watching such a, a violent <laughs> movie with your daughter. She loved it, by the way. Um, I, I'll give her rating at the end uh, as well, since she, <laughs> she's become a little horror fan, um, as Jay knows from all the stuff that, you know, she does the horror makeup that she does on herself. And then um, she has posters, little mini posters of Scream and Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre on her wall. So um we decided to go see this movie together. And, and I mean, right from the beginning, the, it, it goes in, there's not really necessarily a downtime in this film. I mean, it, it, it starts and, and the gore happens within the first five minutes and it doesn't stop from there. Um, the title sequence of this film where she raises out of the lake and evil dead rise comes behind while the sun setting was gorgeous. I mean, yes, if so ever was an idea, if ever was an idea for a poster already ingrained in a movie, I would I would buy that poster right now because such a beautiful shot. <laughs> considering best, the best title card probably of any horror film. It was yeah. so fa so fantastic the way it was presented. It was, oh, just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, 
it, I mean, it, honestly, I would, I would expect something like that to be fan art, you know, <laughs> you know, you yeah. see people do stylized versions of stuff, but yeah, it was a beautiful title card. Um, and the movie itself to be, I mean, it's dark through the whole film. It's it, the darkness doesn't take away from the things that are happening. You know, a lot of times, sometimes movies I, I think are too dark. You know, the, the lighting is what I mean, not not necessarily the content, but the lighting's so dark that you miss a lot of the things. But in this one, even in the dark scenes, they do a good job of lighting the characters that you're supposed to focus on. Even in the hallway scenes, when they're looking through the peephole, you know, it's dark in the hallway, but you can see the bodies on the floor. You can see her face. You can see her milling around the creepiness of her movements. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say I didn't like the book. I, I, I you know, I, I guess traditionalist, I remember, you know, the face from the original Necronomicon or Book of the Dead, whatever you want to call it, um, this doing it more like veins or arteries running across with the teeth on the end. The teeth were a nice touch, but I, the book kind of threw me off. I remember sitting in the theater thinking, eh, don't like that. But, I mean, critiques aside, it, it's a it's a fun kill fest. <laughs> and they did something in this movie, and I mentioned it briefly in our little text chain that I thought was so brilliant because they're, they're in an a, almost abandoned apartment building. An earthquake happens. So their means of escape are gone. It's, it's in a part of town where you're probably not going to get the cops to show up over gunshots and things like that. So all of this, a lot of times in movies, you're frustrated because you feel like somebody should be aware that something's going on and nobody ever shows up. It's like, you know, how, how often have you been in a, a busy part of town and there's nobody else on the street? But it seems like our, when the slasher's ready to kill somebody, it, it's deserted. In this movie, it totally made sense that the evil dead possessing the uh, mother was able to basically just run rampant because nobody else in, I mean, most of the apartments were probably empty at that time. The, it was getting demolished in a month. An earthquake happened, so there's more important things probably going on elsewhere. The stairwell collapsed, so there's no real way to get out of the building. They're basically trapped, um, which kind of felt like an homage maybe a little bit to the original Evil Dead. You know, they're in a, a secluded location. There's no real means for them to, to escape other than to get in the car and try to drive away. You know, there's, no, there's nobody coming to save you, which adds to the, the fear aspect of this movie is knowing that they're in there with it. <laughs> There's nowhere else to go. Um, some of the visuals were were unique when she uh, when the girl's sitting on the or standing on the counter and she's swallowing the glass and it shows the shard poke through. You know, it's a subtle detail, but I, I feel like that would happen if you're drinking <laughs> if you're swallowing large shards of grass. It's gonna glass. It's gonna poke through, and and I, I thought that was just such a neat visual to throw in for something so little. Um, but the movie the movie just it plays so well as far as it doesn't feel like it's an hour and 37 minutes. I think it's the runtime or somewhere around there. I mean, it, cause like I said, it starts right off and it just goes through. It does not let up. It does not give you a moment to get comfortable in your seat, which, you know, I, I enjoy from a horror film. You know, it's nice sometimes to have the movies um, like we've watched where there's dialogue and, and it pulls you into the scenes or the characters. And then sometimes it's nice to just be on the edge of your seat from start to finish. And I think this movie did an incredible job with that. Um, but considering we've all seen it, it's new. I, I'm, I'm ready for to hear y'all's opinions. I think there's a general consensus among us, but it'll be nice to hear what everyone says. So, um, John, I'll throw it to you. So I definitely really liked it a lot. Um, 
I thought I agree with what you said. I think that was I didn't think about that. That was good how they sort of blocked off the whole logical thing of what's going to happen. Why aren't the cops there? That was a good idea. Um, I thought the gore was great. It wasn't terrifier two level, like you know, hard to watch, but it was really good. And you know, like the the scalping scene was like really great. That was really well done. Um, the the few things that kind of I don't want to say really were a problem that just I didn't like as much just nitpicking were, you know, like the fan service thing is interesting because on one hand, I didn't mind a lot of it, but on the other hand, it's, it's hard with these types of franchises because what they're doing is they're, they're making a movie and they're cashing in on an IP, right? So they're saying, we have this IP, we want to make a movie, we have this idea. So on one hand, you want to connect it to the franchise. On the other hand, Oftentimes you have to shoehorn in these things that sometimes, in my opinion, kind of weaken little parts of it, like the the in like the line "come get some." Like I could see why they did that. It's not that big of a deal, but when I hear that, it's almost like they're saying, "Hey, remember Ash? Oh, he's not in this movie, but remember Ash? Yeah, this is, this right. is Ash, but it's not Ash." It's like I just think I think it was like, better than though just going straight groovy. Like if she just said just groovy, then I think that right. would be a little too much. I mean, I think if this was, I almost wonder how this movie would do if they would have just said, hey, this is made by the people that made Evil Dead. It's inspired by Evil Dead, but this is not Evil Dead. Like, I wonder, like, that experiment, if that would work financially. And maybe it wouldn't. Maybe that's, maybe that's you know, a risk that they wouldn't want to take. But I think just the fan service thing, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, like, I really liked the whole Dead by Dawn thing. I thought that was cool the way they did that. Um, I like the book. I like the idea that maybe in this universe that this is just a different book. Like there's many books of the dead and they're all right. scattered through the world. And each one of them has like this different thing, like, you know, like a, a record. And maybe the one at the cabin is, you know, the the real to real player with Dr. Nobi reading the incantations. Um, but I really think it works. I mean, it's a dark film. It's very violent. The acting is great. Uh, the characters are likable. You know, the kids, I think they, I felt bad for them. I really did. And the little girl, I really liked her. I thought she was like the best part of the movie. Yeah, she she was great for such a young kid. She was really good. Oh, yeah. And I, I think the only thing, I, I will say the one other thing, aside from some of the fan service that I wish they would have done is... I wish they would have done the Evil Dead, like the transition thing where you have a deadite and the deadite turns back to normal to fool the character. Like that would have been kind of cool, like if the mom did that to the little girl, because then it would have been like, you know, especially a little girl, that would have really thrown them off. I was yelling in my head when she went to unlock that door. Yes. Because she exactly. still looked dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and absolutely. like you said, it plays better in the originals. When they turn back to normal, it's easy to just fall into that. Oh, they're okay now. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I did, one thing, and I think I said this to TJ, I was wondering, how did they get down the elevator at the end? Did it just work or was it something else? Because that, that was one thing. The keys, were, the keys were, were keeping it from shutting. Okay, the keys. The keys. The car. Yeah, the little girl it didn't necessarily it. work. It just kind of, once the door shut, it broke free. <laughs> Which it, yeah, I don't know sure. if that was an intentional homage to The Shining, which I've not seen, but I know the scene, the elevator scene, or yeah. not with the blood rushing out. But I thought that was a neat, neat little yeah. touch. 
Yeah. I thought, I mean, overall, it's it's a really, really good movie. Um, it's hard for me to compare it to the first three, but I think I, I really liked it a lot more than the remake. And I thought that the ideas were good. And I really want to see what they do in the future. Like if they do more standalones or maybe like where the books go. What You know, this is kind of a cool concept, right? Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I would be curious to see like how they play with the franchise in the future. Whatever they do, I don't want them to bring back Ash. I think at this point, leave that be. Separate away from that. But I think the more you separate... And the more books you bring, the more you can kind of expand the lore and do some different things. So, uh, yeah, I really, could go really the, loved it. Do you think they could go the Star Wars route like Harrison Ford did and Ash decide to, you know, let them kill him in a scene just to be so he can definitively be done? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess he's could. done. Like, yeah, he's he is done. done, done. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I've, I've heard that. and and But I just think it would be... A, you know, and maybe a neat little aside that come to find out he's their dad. He also said he sisters. was done when he come back for three whole seasons of the TV show. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true, and that's really the the send off for Ash is the yeah. Evil Dead TV show. Like the that, like that's kind of the perfect send off. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think it really works. And um, my my complaints are minor. There's just little things that I think are nitpicky. So, what do you think, TJ? Yeah, uh, so a lot of thoughts, kind of pick, picking back on some of what Kellen and John said. The 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 blood in the elevator is hundred percent was definitely an homage to to The Shining, Kubrick's The Shining. Uh, and there's so many little things like that, but most of the things like that are calling back to previous entries in the Evil Dead series. This is a movie it kind of rides two lines, right? Because with the 2013 remake, it's kind of like, which Fetty Alvarez, the director, said that that movie does exist in the original universe, but it's almost starting to get to be kind of like the Halloween universes where it's like, yeah, there's a version because they had Ash's car out there uh, where that exists in the original trilogy, but there's a version where that exists unto itself there's a version where that is in the same universe as evil dead rise but there's also a version where evil dead rise could just be its own thing and have nothing to do with any of it but there's also a version where all five movies exist in the same universe and it's just the the people from the original trilogy don't necessarily know what's going on with these other two newer movies and like I the new hellraiser yeah very very similar could be its own thing because and i love the world building that they did it was very subtle but but they said that there were three books of the dead so one of them could be the one that ash had yeah which may or may not be in an alternate universe reality or the past or the future who even knows there's so many things you could make this a time travel series again even with the new things even without ash just with this construct, if there's multiple records or there's multiple books, people have tried to, you know, record them different, th- different things and then realize that that was a bad idea and then try and hide them. And I, I like that world building because that that's almost like MCU level world building where you can just have multiple timelines. You could have just a whole make as many as you want, just individual 
unconnected stories that can pay homage to what come before, but not necessarily be connected, which I think is more where it seems to be trending since Ash is not probably ever coming back in, in a feature film again. I mean, he's, He's like 65. He's retirement age now, you know, let, let, let Ash he have still looks off. great. He does look great. He does look great. And he, you know, you can't beat that wit and charm of Bruce Campbell. No, no. But the only things I didn't like about this film, because I, I did like it a, a lot. I actually, it's hard for me to choose between this one and the 2013 remake. Cause I think the 2013 remake is actually scarier. I think Evil Dead Rise is a little bit creepier in parts. Like like Evil Dead Rise doesn't have the, any uh, or not a whole lot of like the jump scares or that kind of you know building tension stuff. It's just generally as soon as you know the evil stuff starts happening, it's just generally creepy, and it kind of ratchets up as it as it goes. Um, I, I don't like the eyeballs in the 2013 or this movie. I, I like my old Evil Dead, totally whited out, milky eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Which are a lot easier to do now. You don't have to like ruin your corneas like poor Bruce Campbell did in, in the 80s, <laughs> trying to put those half golf ball size things and over his whole eye. Um look what the Boulet brothers do. They that that's their gimmick, you know. Uh, but contacts have gotten a lot better. So I know that's just a stylistic choice. And I think it's probably done to separate these from the things that, that come before, but there's so many, there's so many things. I mean, this is a definitely a film made by fans of the franchise for fans of the franchise. But even within that, even though it's been very well received, if, I mean, the opening week globally made like $40 million dollars. Uh, for a horror film when there's some big movies out right now, like the Super Mario Brothers movie and some other things racking up cash, this is super successful. Uh, I would be very surprised if they didn't greenlight a sequel to come out in the next four to five years. Um, and I've even heard, you know, Bruce say, we're not going to make it be 10 more years. I think the plan is now that they're doing this bigger universe building that, it's going to be a lot easier to make new ones as long as they're doing well, which I, I think this, this current timeline's got at least a couple more good, good movies in it and, and we'll probably do well. Um, it's kind of interesting because there is a lot of gore in it, but since there's been so many recent movies that have a lot more gore like terrifier too, I feel like a lot of the gore gets kind of slept on and I, and I also don't think there's as much gore or as as much cringy gore scenes as there was in the 2013 remake. So I think a lot of people were kind of downgrading the gore, even though it had a few really effective scenes like the, I love, I love the kid's toy, Staphanie. And it's just, yeah. a, it's just a broken <laughs> staff that, that you Brilliant. know is a setup. Somebody's going to get stabbed with that. It's an Evil Dead movie. Okay, who's going to get stabbed? That's going to be at cons soon, you know. A hundred percent. People are definitely going to make a Stephanie. A hundred percent. And that was an homage to the, you know, the dagger, the Kandarian dagger that, that Ash used in the original trilogy. So that was a cool cool wink and totally an opportunity to to market and make a lot of merch you can sell for 50 bucks a pop and 
make a killing at cons. Um, the only thing I didn't like other than the eyeballs, which I just, that's a stylistic choice is the come, come get some line, which I did think was funny though, that the pizza place that they got all their pizza from, that was their, their catchphrase on under their logo was come get some. So I thought that was mm. cute. Uh, and there's so many things like that. I, I I trust that in rewatches, I'll probably see more and more things and appreciate even more. I thought the acting was well overall, um, especially the little kid. And and I mean, it's it's the mother's movie, right? The the girl that played the mother just knocks it out of the park as a as a deadite. Um, I kind of wish they would release this. Mother's Day weekend because it just would have made a lot of sense. I don't, I don't know what's coming out Mother's Day weekend. Maybe it'll still be around Mother's Day weekend and get another little jolt in business. But it seems like the perfect Mother's Day movie, right? Uh, and the only other thing, the only other thing that that uh, Kellen spoke to that got on my nerves was the fact that they didn't do the the idea that that plays out in the originals where the deadites can just turn totally back to normal because that was right. a perfect scene for the mother to have just turned back to normal. And that was the only thing that took me out of the logic where I was like, these characters are stupid. Like, yeah, but you could kind of believe it. Cause it was the little, little girl. If it had been one of the older people, I, I wouldn't give it a pass as much, but uh, man, that mom was super creepy. Did a banger job. I thought the, the younger sister that did the, the final girl, part was kind of cool what what kind of low-key surprised me is i feel like this is like a low-key pro-choice movie or like a pro-life movie my bad because all the like there's a concept that's playing under underneath this whole movie where you learn kind of in the opening scenes well after the intro scene with with the younger kind of screw up uh, daughter who's going on the road as a tech with with rock bands and whatnot that she's just found out she's pregnant and that's why she's going to talk to her older sister uh i you get the sense that it's about should i keep the baby should i not keep the baby and the deadites keep calling that out like you know they got the supernatural abilities when the girl's swallowing the glass she says she's swallowing the, the glass because before that she was throwing up maggots and stuff. Super gross. Uh, hope you're not eating popcorn when you see that. <laughs> but she said she was doing that to get rid of the stuff in her tummy. And then she said something to the effect of, don't you want to get the thing that's out of your tummy kind of thing. And, and then by the end of it, it, it becomes clear that, yeah, she's going to be a mom. And, and that kind of alludes to the fact that, yeah, she's, probably gonna have this kid but also she's now has to take care of her her niece probably as as a mom too um this is just a very maternal motherly in a very strange kind of low-key way and you know in mm -hmm. most gross out horror films they would just go for the okay we're gonna take that baby out of you and have a weird or we're gonna do something like disgusting and and like taboo or whatever and they didn't do that they they preserved that thread the whole way through they made it a thing that the evil dead could kind of like like when the mom said oh i'm gonna get two souls you know that kind of thing it, it 
it immediately puts her in more jeopardy because you know you you're fighting to make sure that she stays alive but also her unborn child stays alive if she wants that too so i thought that was an interesting thing i didn't fully know what the 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 filmmaker's intent was with that but it seemed very intentional um which i just found interesting but overall I, I loved the movie. I thought it was just the right amount of gore. And and the other thing I want to say was at the end, when all the deadite pieces, after they kind of blew them all apart and they couldn't stand on their own, they all kind of form into this thing, like from John Carpenter's The Thing, and they're just this fleshy, crawly spider thing, but it still kind of has the main mom's face. I loved that. I love that it become like almost a totally different movie there for like the last sequence in the garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that was totally an homage to the thing. Um, just, just like the, the blood and the elevator was an homage to the shiny. I think there's so many little things like that in this film that I, that will reward rewatches. I think. Yeah. I, um, I hate that actress that played the mom and really? I hate her because, I watched the Mist television series, and she plays probably the most unlikable character I have ever seen in any show, any movie. She won me over with this one, but going into it, I'm like, God, I can't stand her. And does she play the Marsha Gay Harden role that? from? Does she play the Marsha Gay Harden role of the overly religious zealot that was in the movie? No, she plays the mom, like the main family. Okay. Yeah, it, the it was awful, 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 awful. Um, one of my biggest takeaways was the child who plays the records was is is trans, and horror has a very messy history with trans characters in film, and I think this adding her to this cast is going to help change the way um, we look at trans characters in movies. I appreciated that a lot. Um, a lot of people's issues with the remake and this one is we covenant the originals. I mean, it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. And when we see a remake, we want the same things we got then. And it just doesn't work that way. The remake in 2014, 13, whichever year it was, was super violent. And I appreciated that. Completely different movie. And that's what it should have been. It's kind of like, you know, you love a band, but all their songs sound the same. You kind of get over it. And the 80s were a hell of a time. Things were different. Everything was different. Times have changed. Violence is, is key now. And I think I rewatched um, the remake before I went to the theater to see this one. And I still liked it. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I still like it. And I can appreciate it. I take away the original trilogy and look at it as, as, you know, individual work and you can appreciate it more. That's, that's the same way with a lot of movies like the nightmare before Elm street remake, everybody hates, but that's because it's not Robert England and it's not going to be Robert England. That's, that was the point. But if those movies didn't exist, that movie would probably have a bunch of sequels, you know? Um, I think they do have, I think they said they had ideas for four or five sequels to tie to this one. Uh, I think that would be cool to see. Uh, I would like kind of like the anthology version of it where it's different stories with different books. Um, other than that, we we said the Stephanie, aside from Stephanie, one of the first things we see in the earthquake is a wood chipper. 
as soon as we saw that wood chipper, we're like, okay, we yeah. know we know what's what's happening here, mm-hmm. and they did give you enough time to forget about it before anything happens with it. Um, but but like you guys said, her saying "come get some" is probably my least favorite part of the entire thing. Um, it it did feel like it was trying just a little too hard. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was fantastic. Um, I'm very desensitized. It takes a lot to make me cringe or be like, oh, shit, you know, or even cover my eyes to a degree. Fingernail stuff can do it. Teeth stuff can do it. Cheese graters can also do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah that, one, that hurt to watch. Yeah. I am scared to death of cheese graters. Was it mandolins? Like we had one of those and I grabbed it one time and cut my finger. I'm like, I'm scared to death. Oh. Of those. So that scene while I'm sitting there with like 10 other people at 1105 AM on a Monday, like, Oh fuck. Uh, you know, like grit my teeth. Like <laughs> that hurt me so bad that yeah. and the mm-hmm. scissors in the nose. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. those scissors were the oh. same scissors that were at your grandmother's house that were heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just seeing those get shoved up. Like I felt that. Um, so stuff like that, I can appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody did a fantastic job in the movie, all the actors and actresses. Um, I do like how it was secluded, even though it wasn't. It was very bar- barbarian-esque yeah. in a way, like yeah. something away from everywhere else. Um, but I thought they did a great job. Uh, Bruce and Sam Raimi produced it, which I enjoyed that. Like I'm, I'm fine with them being behind the scenes. And after it went off, I, I text you guys. I said, is there anything after the credits? Because I was going to go, and there was, wasn't. So I'm like, do I want Bruce to show up? You know, like the, the remake, he just shows up at the very end and says, it's his silhouette on him. I was like, groovy. That's great, but it's not necessary. Oh, I didn't Am even I know it was that? his silhouette. I thought it was just his voice. No, it was his, uh, it was his face and everything. But by doing that, you're telling everybody, hey, we're still tying it to these originals which Mm -hmm. they shouldn't do that. They just cut it. Like, let him produce it, whatever, you know, maybe a callback. It's showing that it is the same universe. Mm -hmm. And I love Bruce Campbell more than I love most members of my family. But I don't need to have him in these remakes. You know, I just don't. So, other than that, fantastic. I'm glad we all went and saw it. Kellen surprised me when he said he went and saw it in theaters because he's like the last one to see anything most of the time. I'm like, well, damn. Now I'm the last (laughs) one. (laughs) And I just happened to be coming back from vacation and had a day off. I'm like, I'm going to go see it. Let's talk about it. We'll push other episodes back because we all, you know, enjoy this film. So uh, before we get to the ratings, we talked about the kills. There were a few. Um, Mine was probably the most boring. uh, But it was still kind of cool. It's like where she bit homie's eye out. Oh, yeah. And then spit it into his you suck you suck you suck that was (laughs) (laughs) that was my favorite kill because it was original and i mean it was simple he's like and then you never see him again so you're like oh it was so absurd it was so of all the violence that's where you see the sam raimi bruce campbell uh, uh, like (laughs) influence there definitely yeah for sure little slapstick and i appreciate that what was yours kellen well um <laughs> so that was it i just because you know everything else in it is is you know the typical violence and gore that you expect from these type of movies and then just out of nowhere the guys sitting there you know panicking and then 
<laughs> swallows the eyeball and dies. I was like, that's of every, I mean, he got off easy comparatively because, I mean, everybody, um, but if I can't pick that one since Jay picked it, um, then it's probably, it's probably Ellie in the elevator just because it, 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 talk about visuals in this movie. It was such a strong visual seeing her strung up like a marionette and then limbs broken and it just, you know, cut off of that scene with her strung up in the elevator um but yeah the eyeball thing i mean it's it's for a dark more violent movie and like you said the original ones had the comedic element definitely even the tv show was was heavy on comedy it was um more of a comedy than a horror film at times um even the famous fight scene in evil dead 2 with his own hand um so i i enjoyed the the absurdity of that kill (laughs) i'm just John, probably the first, um, I really liked the scalp thing because that was just so sudden and the girl crawling on the deck and you see her bleeding out. That just, that's really brutal because especially when I see someone bleed out like that, I'm just like, oh, it's horrible, right? It's just so slow, you know? Um, I will say one thing, the creature CG, the creature, like the thing homage with the limbs and all, I, I liked that. I did. The only the only thing I didn't like was I think at the very last shot they showed a little too much because you know nowadays they go for CGI. That's just it is what it is, right? People aren't going to put time into practical effects. Yeah, I saw I saw the flaws in it a little too much. At the end, I was like, oh, don't show that. You know, that was my only thing with that. Is I thought if they just would have darkened it a bit, because CGI is just so blatant to me now. But um, yeah, the scalp is definitely my favorite kill. But there was no one there to pour bleach or salt in her scalp. Like, but, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't say, I meant to say, it, the creature was one of my favorite parts, too, just because that kind of gave us something different that we haven't seen in the other films. So I appreciated that. TJ, what was your favorite kill? Uh, well, I would have said the the eyeball was the, the one. That... We can have the same favorite kill, guys. That's why yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that was the standout for me for the dark humor. And it kind of breaks, uh, you know, a kind of tense moment. The thing that was the most cringe to me and had the most audible gasp in a fairly full theater that I watched it with my daughter was the cheese grater scene. And that oh. was just like, ah, no kind of thing. So I love that. Uh, Remind me though, who got the Stephanie? Didn't that get stabbed in somebody's eye? The, it did, uh, I know it got stabbed through um, the sister's mouth out the back yes. of her head. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. If if and, other than the other than the uh, the eyeball thing, I'd go. For before that. we get away from the cheese grater, though, as much blood was in this movie, that was the most realistic looking expectation for somebody grabbing a cheese grater and pulling it across somebody's leg. Cause it didn't yeah. just start immediately pouring blood. It looked like what yeah. would happen if it you beat were, it up. That made just it like the so little dots. much worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, I, if I have to use a, a grater at all, I leave like this much. Like there's like <laughs> still half a carrot left. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna risk it. You're not gonna. Yeah. I've I've taken no. a little off the tips of some fingers no. before on some cheese graters. They they mean no. business. <laughs> and it does the same thing. It just beads up. It doesn't just start pouring blood. It does. It's that, it's that yellowish pink color. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awful. All right. Yeah, um. So there's 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 our favorite kills. Uh. Our, for rankings, you know, I go back to rewatchability, like always, and 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 how much I enjoyed it, and if I talk to other people about it i gave it a four and a half 
Oh, we should uh, also rank rank our well, our five movies of the series together. <laughs> well, I think they're all going to be the cool. same, right? It's going to be two, one, three, five, four. Yeah, hey, I'm with John. I think I think, no, I think that's three not mine, is but... better than one. Oh. I, I would say yeah, I would say two, three, one, and and three is really close. It's just there's something special about Evil Dead Two. But I'm with John. Three is is just it's fantastic <laughs> it's it's relative to what you look at favorite for me is three the best is two but yeah. i still love three the most i will objectively say two is the best film but yeah yeah well i agree so four four and a half for me tj what'd you give it uh i'd give it a four out of five um yeah it's a, it's a solid movie uh I think I do like it slightly better than the remake for character reasons. I think more than anything else, I feel like I like the characters in this one a little bit more and it's a little more, I mean, they were just in a cabin for the most part in the remake, but I yeah. like, I like more original. This one was, there was yeah. more to, to, to sink your teeth into. And it, and it has more in the work and, and the level of world building and the fact that it's a different book, but it's, it's tying together the same mythology and the same spirits and whatnot. And, and yeah. I liked some of the, this, the character interactions. So four from you, John. Uh, four out of five, very solid, really good. Um, Liked it more than the remake. Um, I re I really it's it's so hard to compare this to the first three. It's just its own thing. Um, I do prefer the first three for sure, always. But this is still a great movie. So I'd say four out of five. Uh, take a point off just for nitpicky stuff. But yeah, really solid. Kellen, just so that he's here. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so. So like I said, I went and saw it with my daughter. My daughter, after the, directly after, said it was a five. She she really enjoyed it. She had a lot of fun watching it. And that's a pure opinion because I don't think she's seen any of the original Evil Dead movies or anything like that. So I'm going to try to expose those to her as well. Um, but she gave it a five. Me, personally, um, it's, it's a fun movie. Um, I, I'm a lot more stingier, I think, with my grades. So I gave it a three and a half. But I will say I am perfect. And, and this is something hard to do and i think y'all all touched on it with the characters and everything i am perfectly okay with beth being the new ash in this new universe she was she was so good in that role and developing into being the badass at the end i would be perfectly fine if she comes back and she's kind of the new like i said ash williams uh in this new universe yeah same. She was a great final girl, and and you got what to see her do the the arc from being the terrified person to having to take on the mantle, and you know, do oh, all the ash guess. things. What did your daughter think of Terrifier too? <laughs> she has not seen it. <laughs> I'm trying to talk her into watching Barbarian. I think she would really enjoy that one. Yeah, that's not that bad. I don't think. Yeah, my right. my daughter um, thought this whole movie was funny and it was a letdown because she thought it was going to be a lot scarier than it was. <laughs> See, and it's funny because this is they 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 they're building a darker universe. They're they're getting you know little moments of com comedic value, but for the most part, it's just more about cringe and 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 creepiness and you know scare factor. So that's an interesting take. Yeah. All right, well, so all kids are decent. There's going to be a four out of five. Not too shabby. Um, if you're still with us, thanks for thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, 
be sure to go follow us and subscribe over on YouTube, Instagram, join the church on Facebook. Um, and you know, are you there? Leave a leave a review. I don't know how many reviews we have. I don't, I don't even know how to check that. But do that. That would be groovy of you. Um, I'm not sure what episodes next week because we get requests, we get ideas, and we kind of shovel things around. So the only way to truly know is to follow us on Instagram. Uh, we'll let you know Saturday or Sunday before, and uh, you know, keep listening, and you'll you'll know. Um, so before we go. Um, let's do it. We, we kind of got jumbled. So real quick, Evil Dead movie rankings in order. So mine would be two, one, three, five, four. TJ? What, where are the exact same? Same. John? Okay. Three, two, one, five, four. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Controversy. So two, three, five, one, four. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. One is the one is nostalgia. It is a terrible movie. <laughs> it is the acting's bad. It's, the shooting's mediocre. They <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing. A, it's, fine. it's fine. I know. I'm just saying it's it's, it's if <laughs> sorry, I had to rank sorry everybody listening. I didn't know he was gonna go there like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Canceled. So uh with John, Kellen, TJ, I'm Jay, and until next time, keep it spooky.